0: high school slumber party ap is a cage club podcast network production for all things cage club and high school slumber party head over to cageclub.me that's cageclub.me
1: Welcome slumbers who take their studies a little more seriously. I'm Brian Rodriguez.
0: And I'm Isla Addington. And this is High School Slumber Party A.P., a study session in contemporary teen films.
1: And your assignment today, oh, apologies, but was to watch 2020's American Pie Presents Girls' Rules. But of course, you know, before that, we have some homework that we discuss every week here on High School Slumber Party.
0: Absolutely. Checking in. Have you hit that subscribe button when you're listening to us? If you haven't, do it right now. You can find us many places. You're probably listening on from Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher. Hey, you could subscribe on all of them if you want. Hey, Wouldn't that'd be, be great.
1: I never even <laughs> thought about that. That's a really good idea. That's mandatory homework. Just even if you have different devices, find someone with the Android or the iPhone or whatever. Subscribe on all of them, please. And of course, you Grab can check. Grab one
0: of your parents' cell phones. <laughs> yes, yes. Subscribe. See how long it takes to really ask, what is this thing you put on my phone?
1: <laughs> Maybe don't subscribe for this episode, but <laughs> if it's your parents' phone, I'll say. If it's your phone, you're already here or whatever. But it's <laughs> true. And, of course, you can uh, check out all the old episodes of High School Slumber Party and High School Slumber Party AP on cageclub.me, of course. And one more thing, class participation is a huge part of your grade, so follow High School Slumber Party Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Before we get into American Pie, girls' rules, I'm curious if we had any feedback, or if you heard any feedback regarding Never, Rarely, Sometimes, Always— Heavy movie, heavy topics. So I'm curious on your end what you heard.
0: Absolutely, yeah, you know, you're you're right. Again, I'm so glad we watched it. I'm so glad we talked about it. Um, the feedback I have heard is similar in that folks agreed that it's heavy and um, intense. Also agreed it's a fantastic film. I talked to a couple of folks who, like me, hadn't heard of it before, and so um, they either listened to it and then sought it out, or sought it out and then listened. But um, I got uh, folks thanking us for covering it and, like, wow. um, you know, making them aware of it, which is part of the whole goal, right? So, hundred percent, yeah. I was excited to hear that. How about you? What What was the feedback you heard?
1: A couple people I know had been like, "Oh, I saw it. It's great." And some other people, <laughs> a couple of friends who I'm not going to name, were just like, "I'm sure it's a great movie." That sounds a little too heavy for me.
0: Sure,
1: I'm going to pass, that's, which, which, and I get, that's okay which I get. Which
0: I get. right. I absolutely. Um, I have listened to whole books about television programs. I have no intention of watching.
1: That's a good call. I, I've done that as well. So,
0: <laughs> so I, I get it, and and I'm you know grateful that they listened to the conversation and enjoyed the conversation. Ideally, right? If uh, we hope the conversation is enjoyable, even if you hadn't, um, if you hadn't <laughs> sought out the film, uh, but certainly hoping that more eyes get on that movie because it's it's really good and everyone in it is so fantastic. So
1: yeah, I'm happier with your feedback because that's a uh, that that's great to hear that people sought out the film and watched it because, like you said, that was the intention here. With uh, the high school slumber party AP, because this is a film again, if you wanted to see, but this is a film that pe- more people should have seen. And you know, on that note, last time, I mentioned that it did not get an Oscar nomination, unfortunately. But I did want to ask you with the Oscars having passed, you did see some of the films, correct, I think, on contenders. Were you satisfied with the overall winners and such?
0: Oh, that's a great question. I would say yes. Overall, I'm I'm so glad that uh, Emerald Fennel or Fennel, I'm still not sure, uh, was recognized for writing Promising Young Woman. Um, That's awesome. And and one of the several important jobs she had on that movie was writing it, right? So I'm glad that was recognized. And I'm certainly not going to argue with Chloe Zhao uh, winning for Nomadland. We've covered both films on The Contenders, um, so you could listen to those episodes if you're interested. Such a fantastic um, movie. I just like lump in my throat the whole time. Um, And and in fact, a a listener of ours watched Never Rarely, Sometimes Always and Nomadland. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty close to back to back. So that was an emotional day. But yeah, fantastic um, film. And uh, so Awesome to have a female director and a female director of color, and uh, all the things. So yes, overall, I was satisfied. I I did not do my usual Oscars scenario this year. I, li- I like to watch it. I like to have my own commentary, but I don't like a lot of commentary. So like Oscar parties are not for me. And my favorite Oscars are when I get a hotel room by myself and. Watch the Oscars and drink champagne.
1: Wow, that's fancy. That's cool.
0: (laughs) Did not do that this year. So I'm feeling a little disconnected from it on the whole because typically it's a whole afternoon into evening for me.
1: Sounds pretty fun.
0: So so next year. Yes. I
1: I hope you do it next year. That's a... You know, me wishing the best. I don't watch the Oscars. Again, I'm not saying it to be a hipster. I'm all whatever. They could do their thing, but I just get too angry. I get too competitive. So, <laughs> but I mean, that sounds like a fun way to enjoy it if I did watch it.
0: Yeah, just all my commentary, all in my own head. So,
1: so speaking speaking of Oscars, the uh, weekly assignment that I gave you specifically is to just kind of catch up on previous high school slumber party Watching stuff that would have qualified for AP but predated AP. I asked you to watch a film that ended up winning an Oscar for best. It's not foreign film anymore. It's uh, international. International, yes, best international film, and that was another round. First, Iceland, did you do your homework? And if you did, which I assume you did, what'd you think?
0: I did my homework? Yes. I did. <laughs> it was a little bit tough i'm not gonna lie but as much as this is ap this is also a safe space i'm assuming something you may or may not know about me is i um am very prone to motion sickness yes yes um (laughs) and so i watched the first scene when it's like it's not really slow-mo but like revelry and people kind of running around and drinking and having a good time and i was like oh that's kind of shaky but i bet it'll be okay and then like the third scene is just Mads uh, Mickelson and, and I, I don't remember the uh, woman's name, but like in, in the bedroom and he's just sitting there and it was going like this. You can't <laughs> see what I'm doing, but I'm making a shaking motion with my hands. <laughs> and so it's like, oh, this is going to be an adventure. So absolutely, yes, I watched it and I had to occupy my brain so I didn't get sick. So I had to kind of, do some things while i was watching it
1: were you able to i was gonna say were you able to film yeah (laughs) um as soon as i recommended it i was like oh no that movie does have moments like that so uh were you able to get through it in in that respect okay okay
0: um and so so i i only say that to say that there could be details that have that eluded me especially um, there
1: again like you mentioned foreign film even me who doesn't get motion sickness necessarily like i'm just like you know reading 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 and yeah, it's, reading, it's hard watching, sometimes reading, yeah.
0: <laughs> but i 100 percent agree with i think you had said as well as some of the um reviews about it like fantastic performances and while in parts of it i it i felt like right because the premise is they do an experiment that if they're at alcohol uh blood alcohol that that their lives will get better and then that sort of happens and so then they up the ante and then things get wild and so it was interesting because I did kind of follow along of like oh that sounds that sounds strange and I'm like wait a second okay that's kind of interesting However, because I, you know the the reason it's connected here, right is because they're teachers.
1: Yeah, they're teachers right? of a high school. Again, very different to see like a Danish high school over an American high school.
0: Totally. <laughs> um, so once like drinking and young people are involved, it I get I get a little like, oh gosh, oh gosh. And as we saw, like that the theory that that amount of alcohol is, you know, can make things better. Okay, but not everyone is uh you know predisposed to stay at that level. I enjoyed it. It got real in a in more than I had expected, especially because one i I saw somewhere it was just listed as comedy,
1: yeah oh whoa whoa, whoa. <laughs> right? that
0: that's somewhere ridiculous else It was like drama <laughs> comedy, and so I don't know I don't know what i if something was cut off um but so certainly it was. The intensity um, snuck up on me a little bit, as I think the alcohol did to some of the participants.
1: (laughs) For sure. And uh, that was a movie where, yeah, we were asking a lot of those questions as well here, too, in terms of like, should they be drinking in front of kids? I know completely different drinking culture there. There's no drinking age in that country, which is which is crazy to think about, but not crazy for them. Right. I don't know. I don't know, but yeah, I'm with you. So I did have to ask because of the whole motion sickness thing. Everyone really talked about this ending where Mads Mikkelsen, who apparently was a former dancer, starts right. dancing like crazy and he does doing his own dance moves. But for you, I imagine there was a lot of a uh, shakiness there. I don't know.
0: Yeah, you know. Yeah, and at that point, yeah, I, I would say I was sort of perhaps at the end of my brain capacity for that. However, like the stills from that are gorgeous right? Like, I, I don't know. I still, um, I could watch enough of it to get the performance and like the heart of it. And so again, just truly outstanding performance. And I'm not, you know, I've, I've certainly heard the name. I've seen him in things, but I, I don't follow him, I think as some folks do. And so um, this made me want to watch more of of his work.
1: For sure. I mean, same with me. Like I'm I'm like promoting him a lot because I'm like, wow, he did such a really great job in this movie. And the other stuff I've seen him, he did well, but uh, I couldn't like rattle off all his movies off the top of my head. But yeah, good for him. And again, we mentioned last time the director's story with his daughter, who was supposed to be in the movie, passing away like two days into production and him just wanting to continue in anyway. way. Um, obviously, I'm very sad for him, but also super happy for him that he was able to get that win there. So yeah, I mean, interesting story, different story.
0: Very different.
1: Sometimes we talk about teacher films here. I don't like to, I don't like to dismiss the teachers because they're so important as well, but Danish teachers (laughs) just, yeah, this isn't like a, this wasn't a 16 candles or anything like that, but I'm happy you were able to see it and not get too sick. Hopefully.
0: not get Yeah. No, no, not at all. So yes. Thank you for the assignment.
1: Well, thank you for watching again. Always great. You know, uh, it's important to catch up because I feel like we can enrich our own dialogue here on AP if we can refer back to some of the other uh, more modern high school films.
0: Absolutely, and this could be another one that folks hadn't they hadn't run across till maybe they watched the Oscars or it came through on on for them on Hulu. But um, certainly, absolutely worth checking out.
1: So l- let's get into it. Let's let's talk this beautiful, beautiful kind of disaster film well I don't want to I don't want to spoil things but uh American Pie Girls Rules so Aislinn every week you read the streaming description so please do I can't wait for this one Netflix Netflix right
0: I do so this is on Netflix and when I googled Netflix just to get it to pull up something else pulled up uh so i will read what you've asked me to first but then i want to read you the thing that came up first <laughs> okay, so okay. <laughs> on the web on the netflix website this film is listed as four tight-knit high school seniors vow to turn their loved lives around by homecoming when the arrival of a new student muddles their plans
1: netflix is famous that's it famous for just like being as minimal as possible with these descriptions not be summarized- only minimal
0: in words <laughs> and content there was no punctuation in that sentence oh my god the period <laughs> i i added i added what i thought would work when i googled that what came up very first was a review from a hollywoodreporter.com the first sense of which is Netflix's faux-feminist American Pie presents <laughs> Girls' Rules plays a gender-flipped reimagining of the 1999 film, blah, 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 blah. But I did like that phrase, faux-feminist, um, which is <laughs> something that came up in my watching of this movie, of course. So I, I thought it was um, relevant. So, Brian, what is your background with the American Pie franchise? Well,
1: uh. Whew. Glad you ask. Well, look, doing High School Slumber Party, obviously, it's a keystone film in the history of high school films. So, you know, from a scholarship standpoint, it's really important. I don't think it's a movie. I'm talking about the first one. I don't think it's a movie yeah. that uh, aged as well as some of the others. Um, there's a lot of uh, controversial things in it. But, you know, when I was growing up, it was a big deal to watch American Pie. I probably saw it maybe middle school, like late middle school, or maybe probably the summer going into high school. Mm-hmm. And then the sequels, you know, I saw in Secession, but I'm not someone who was like a diehard American Pie. As I say it, I'm like, who is? Uh, I'm not someone who watched all the sequels and watched sure. all the straight-to-DVD stuff. Oh, man. And then, Iceland, right back at you, and I have to ask this because you are the one we had a whole list of films we could talk about. And you were the one who's like, let's do it. Let's talk American Pie Girls rules. So I need to know. I'm super curious. Not to brush off my own history of the franchise, but I'm just so eager to learn yours and I guess your reasoning for picking this.
0: Happy to share. I think part of it is the nostalgia, right? I think we are similar in school age that way. I, I was right between uh, middle school and, and high school when... The original came out and that was such so it's the film itself, I have a nostalgic affection for. Culturally, it gave us a lot of things.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, the the one that comes straight to mind is MILF was not a word.
1: Absolutely. So
0: right, one of the most popular porn categories didn't exist. For I mean, sure. it, it just wasn't called but yes, that of it course. Wasn't called. <laughs> um, But so so that was huge. I mean Jennifer Coolidge. Who's um, famously played Stifler's mom? I, I was aware of her from other things, and and I know that she would have had an amazing career regardless. But that was a real moment, and I feel like you could see other characters in subsequent teen movies or even just comedy movies that borrowed from the Stifler's mom, mm-hmm. um, and I'm sure she was borrowed as well. But so I just there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot there. I agree. Has not aged well. Also as as a band camp person. Uh, I like, was gonna ask. In I was was the band camp. <laughs> I was not at Hand in hannigan's against band camp by any means. But so there's yeah, there's a lot of nostalgia, even more so. I went to this movie. It was one of those where I think there was a popular thing in the late 90s, early aughts, where like it came out on Friday, but really it came out on Wednesday. Oh yeah. Maybe that's true for all movies all the time so basically I saw it before opening night.
1: Wow.
0: My brother and um, my best friend. I have many best friends, so my best friend Britton. And then the next day, the three of us went on an adventure to go to Lilith Fair because it was 1999.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is so 1999.
0: I love it. We're from Western Montana, so it's not like we went down the street. We had to drive to another state like it was a road trip.
1: That's awesome.
0: Before that movie, that I have stories of <laughs> that movie too. So we had just seen this movie and then uh someone from the soundtrack that was a local like Seattle artist was there on the third stage of of Lula Fair. And so it was like it, to us it just felt like that was all part of the trip. I don't know how to kind of describe it otherwise. It just so f- for me the movie has taken on a much stronger kind of connection to my youth. Again, now that I'm grown, now that I do, you know, anti-violence work.
1: I don't mean to laugh, but.
0: (laughs) Absolutely, you know, there's a lot of things that I don't, that don't stand up for me in the, you know, franchise itself. But with, I don't know, some of the attempts at a cultural reckoning we've had, with some shifts in, um, well, you know, how, how young people are portrayed, I thought, okay, girl's rules, this could be something, (laughs) this could be like a sleeper awesome subversive thing. Now, as we'll get into it, I, I don't think, well, I think there were a couple people somewhere in the behind the scenes that have the same view I do. I think, unfortunately, those voices did not, were not able to kind of permeate the full project. So that's a spoiler of what I think coming moving forward. But that is my that is my background with American Pie.
1: I mean, that that's great. And, you know, doing this podcast, we just hoist the Slumber Party as a whole. Um, because, you know, American Pie, Girls Rules, not the most AP movie, but I'm so glad we're talking about it because there's a lot here. Uh, we'll get into it, especially yeah. like the, the deep there's dive. The deep dive I tried to do here was like, oh, that's why. But in terms of just the podcast overall, we talk about a lot of films that maybe don't age as well. And I do think that there is a place for them as long as, you know, Certain things are acknowledged, you know. Of course. We're going to cover Porky's one day. I'm not going to be like, oh, this is awesome to everything. Right. But it's also, I, I'm not going to ignore it either. Like, this is, these are like really? cornerstone films, especially, you know, for us growing up, American Pie was a thing, a huge thing. Well, not just because it spanned all these sequels. But honestly, I, again, as someone who's watched the first one recently, oh, they, okay. there are a lot of good nuggets in that film. Like, if that was remade today, not this way, but I'm saying if that was remade today, I think you could keep a lot of the good, fun stuff and not be like, "Oh, we're gonna do this without this person's consent or something." Like, which is the gotcha. you know, one of yeah, the exactly. biggest scenes that you're like, "Oh my god."
0: Yeah, a lot of a lot of misdirects that that turn out to be uh, non consensual. Since you have been on this teen film journey officially much longer than I have, the other thing I was about to say, but I don't know if it's true, so I want to ask you instead of just talking, you know. So Instead of just talking out of my ass, um, I wanted to ask you, was American Pie, it feels like it kicked off kind of a rebirth of a, a sex comedy, teen or teen girls comedy. You mentioned Porky's, which would have been like that, but in a previous era. Yeah. You know, I mean, she's all that, never been kissed. There's a lot in that late 90s, early that's that's not that, but then like would we have superbad and another example if we didn't have american pie
1: um, i mean it's a really good question and just from doing the research and watching the movies so scream is what kicked off the late 90s just things blowing up in terms of teen films now look there's some great teen films in the early 90s some great indie teen films but that sure. late 90s thing was kicked off by scream almost every, this american pie got greenlit because of scream okay once Scream does big and they're like, oh, wait, movies about teenagers sell, which they forgot about from like the 80s, you know, gotcha. they, they said, find me all the scripts and let's green light everything. And by 2003, they're literally green lighting everything, everything. So it's gotcha. turning into like, you know, stuff like the new guy again. But, you know, American Pie, yes, in a sense that like Scream is a horror film, obviously. And horror films come out of that, too. I know what you did last summer, all that kind of stuff. Sure. But American Pie basically was like, oh, the teen sex comedy still works. Mm-hmm. So yes, you're right in a sense. Scream definitely gets the assist. But then after American Pie, it's like, let's do things like this. And, yeah. un- and unfortunately, the people who hold the rights for American Pie said, let's do things like this for 20 over years. Over and over and
0: over. When, when you say that, when you bring Scream into it, that that helps the context for me, for sure. Um, because this is AP. I'm gonna take it again in a serious direction. You don't have to use it if you don't want to, but I'm excited. I I, well, I wonder how much the AIDS crisis impacted Mm. sex comedy in general, but even particularly, you know, things aimed at young people. I just if 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 what you're sort of explaining is that that, you know there was this kind of content. We know that there's raunchy '80s movies and and that the teen stuff was a big deal. I just wonder if then there's a time period where like, whoa, we don't know quite what's happening, but we know that there's like serious business that we weren't aware of previously or that we weren't worried about previously. And so I, just timing wise, that's what I think. That's that's a um, hypothesis of mine that I'm gonna look into. You should. I, I will. Mean- I will report back on later because it's just coming, because of your context, it came to mind. So I'm going to assign myself that homework <laughs> to um, look at the interaction between these sex romps in movies and what's going on in the real world.
1: You hear that? Heisselmperverde AP listeners. Iceland's even turning American Pie Girls Rule into an AP movie. So there you go. All you doubters out there, you there, mean, there you
0: go. I do have a PhD. I have to. <laughs> They're going to take it away from me at <laughs> that point sometime. <laughs>
1: Well, I think, you know, you bring up an interesting point that I had not really thought about on this level. I kind of thought about it actually recently on more of a micro level because we just covered a House Party uh, the other day. House Party's amazing. And in House Party, me and my co-host Kirkland Shepard, we were both like, oh, so there's there's a scene in House Party and they don't end up having sex, but they talk about, oh, where's the condom, stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I'm not saying it feels out of place, but it just it does feel out of place for like... An 80s teen movie, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And yeah. we were like, oh, AIDS crisis, you know, 1990, huge. And so you might be on to something with this lull we get in the teen sex comedy. I'm sure in, they were there. A, in a
0: comfort comfort with laughing at sexual yes. scenarios. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I will look into it.
1: I do want to take this time, because I don't know if I'll ever get this time um, on High School AP, to just name... All the American Pie films for, for those of you out there and out
0: what we've seen.
1: Exactly. I'm gonna ask you what you've seen because I'm very curious. So in the original franchise, mm-hmm. there are four films. Oh. Let's and there apparently there's a future one in development. Who knows? Of course. But let's see. Sorry, it's okay. There's American Pie, of course. We've both seen that. Have you seen American Pie 2 from 2001?
0: I have. And I, I think everyone agreed that was a disappointing venture.
1: American Pie 2. Okay, I've seen it as well. American Wedding, 2003.
0: Yes, in the theater.
1: Wow. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No need to apologize. It's good for context. Mm-hmm. And then 2012, American Reunion came out.
0: No, I have not seen American Reunion.
1: think I might have on TV, but it wasn't memorable enough. Sure. Uh, we might cover it because we might I'm delete.
0: sure TBS somewhere is always playing it.
1: <laughs> okay, so in terms of the spinoffs, yeah, American Pie presents Bandcamp. That was the first one that was like not in the Jason Biggs universe, if you yes. will. You yeah. have seen that,
0: absolutely, and it, it does not have Jason Biggs, but it does have Eugene Levy. As this is the first spinoff that doesn't,
1: I was gonna say like. Finally, he's back with Shit's Creek, and then he's not in this film. It's like, ooh, missed opportunity.
0: (laughs) Yes. So, again, my brother and I (laughs) rented (laughs) purposefully and, you know, of sound mind, uh, American Pie Bandcamp. Because we just, just out of curiosity, and again, out of that, clearly there's some nostalgia there. Now, the other piece of our background with American Pie is that uh, shortly after the franchise began is when tobin went to film school and it was pretty common as a as a assignment to like recreate something right and so all like all the students played all the roles right they were the director they were the producer the yeah. actors whatever and so of course someone did that that scene like the scene with the pie and the contenders co-host tobin addington <laughs> played the jason biggs character in that recreation so there is a video somewhere of that scene get the video and i mean i have seen it i just don't know where it lives now and that did lead to tobin's nickname briefly in graduate school being pie fucker (laughs) i did ask just a couple minutes ago can i tell that story on the podcast he said oh hell yeah so I wasn't sure where, but um, but that's the other reason that there's nostalgia around the franchise. Like, I could say we are both intimately aware of the franchise.
1: Well, a little uh, high school slumber party behind the curtain. We're 200 episodes into this show. And Tobin was actually on all the way back, episode 27, The Last Picture Show, which is one of these, like, seminal classic high school films in the genre. And of course, he shared that story. I don't know if, I don't know if Oh no,
0: I'm so sorry. It's a repeat of the Pie Fucker No, story. no, I've
1: been waiting for that story to come back because, one, I don't remember that his nickname was Pie Fucker for a while. So that that's a fun nugget. But uh, two, like, that's episode 27. That was in 2018. Mm. It's about time for that story to come back. I love Th- it. Thank you for bringing it back. Find where the video lives, please, because it is so I will. Hot. High school slumber party appropriate, and I, I and love in it. in the that meantime,
0: cool. I think all of us listening today, myself included, should go back and re-listen to that episode because I want to hear how he tells it. So yeah, I've I'm going to do homework homework that. Homework everywhere.
1: <laughs> you're not an AP unless you're expecting homework and enjoying homework. So
0: absolutely, very, <laughs> very true. Oh goodness. Um. So you have only seen the first in theaters? I I have
1: not seen a single American Pie film in theaters. I was. Oh. Definitely DVD on TV kind of stuff. I, I definitely saw the first American Pie like as soon as it came out on DVD. Sure. You know, but I, I haven't seen any in theaters and I have not seen any of the spin off sequels like the, uh, you know, the non canon. Okay, they're canon, but you know what I mean.
0: The- yes, yes, like Bandcamp.
1: <laughs> yes, the presents they're called. Yes. So was Bandcamp good? I'm just curious.
0: No, I don't remember. I. <laughs> remember us enjoying watching it, but no, it was certainly not a, a good film and not something I've ever watched again. And, and I think, you know, you know, I, I love a, a good, dumb, in quotes, teen movie. So like, I would watch Fired Up any day. I wouldn't watch Bandcamp again, right? Because I know if I want sexy young people just being sexy young people, like I know where to go for that. And American Pie Bandcamp is not where I would go. So a
1: little background for me with these sequels. They used to run like the trailers before other DVDs I would buy.
0: okay.
1: I've always loved teen films, obviously, so they would just shove them in there. And back back in the day, especially when you rented things from Blockbuster... They like made you watch those trailers in the front, like you couldn't press the skip button for whatever reason. And I remember them running this, and all the trailers were the same format. And they, they would run that American Pie song, like this better than fire, mm-hmm. like at the end, like and then American Pie Band Camp. So I remember almost all these trailers, uh, up until like Girls' Rules, just because of that. Uh, let's see, 2005 was Bandcamp. Camp, so the next okay. year, 2006 is American Pie, The Naked Mile. Island, did you see that one?
0: I did not. When you say it, like, the title is familiar, and I feel like I can see the poster there with Eugene Levy, because at this point they're, like, promising you he's still going to show up. (laughs) But no, I have not seen that one. I don't know if I want to say I missed it, but I'm going to say I have not seen it.
1: And to be fair, a lot of them, obviously the sequels of the original I always forget what you call a four movie trilogy, but you know what I mean. Obviously, the sequels of that don't take place in high school. A lot of these don't take place in high school. Bandcamp might—I'm not sure. The Naked Mile does not. I know that it's college.
0: I want to say Bandcamp was college as well, or at least that transition summer. Like it was like we got to college early to do like marching band before gotcha um, the term started because I think that is what made us feel better about that one that they were. <laughs> Slightly older. But this puts us right back in high school here at Girls Rules.
1: Yeah. And so after after Naked Mile, you get Beta House, which I know is college. Um, not that I saw it again. I'm assuming you didn't see it. No. Okay.
0: Frat stuff. It takes a lot for me now. To...
1: <laughs> and then the I next mean. one was The Book of Love. Again, assuming you never saw it.
0: <laughs> no, clear. I've never seen that. i never heard of that.
1: That one I hadn't really heard of either. Um, and that was the last one before this one. 2009, and apparently it did well in the DVD market, but we'll get into that in a second. That was back to high school, like we needed that. So Mike Elliott, the director of Girls' Rule, was the lead producer on Bandcamp and The Book of Love. So when The Book of Love does well, that's where the shell of the original American Pie Presents Girls' Rules was greenlit. Gotcha. It, it was supposed to come out in 2010, but whew, we will get into it. I mean, we might as well oh, get into wow. it now. The Yeah, product- tell the-
0: me more. What, what There was a decade of silence.
1: Well, Iceland. everything... I-, I don't know how much research you've done or not, but everything you've said so far, what I'm about to say to all the slumberers out there, will confirm it. A hundred percent. They had greenlit this next American Pie straight-to-DVD film. I'm not sure why it was in production hell. I have ideas, but I'm not sure why it was in production hell. But originally... It was written about a group of guys who were all in love with the same girl. Years pass, ten years pass, they finally get to do it again. The same dude, Mike Elliott, who was the producer, he's the director now. And he's like, hey, we're in a new movement now. You know, Part of the reason we do High School number Party AP is because we feel like there's been a cultural shift. So Mike Elliott decides to cultural shift the American Pie franchise here and gender swap the entire thing. <laughs> and I don't know how much, well, again, <laughs> I know we're going to get into it, but I don't know how much of the script changed from what was sure. originally there to what we got in the end. Some of it must have changed, right? Yes. But. I remember the first time I watched it. So my history with this film yes, specifically. Yes, you
0: have seen this more than once. And yes. Again, I'm thank sorry. You.
1: Thank you, Iceland. <laughs> it's that famous, famous thing I always talk about here on AP at the end of 2020 when I watched 30-something films, teen films from 2020, just to give the slumbers a little bit of like, hey, watch this, don't watch this. Or not even that, just like this is what this movie is about, more or less. That's when I saw this one. It was just in the background. I was like, oh boy. And I was with you. I was like, Hey, maybe this is going to be a paradigm shift in the American Pie franchise. And I remember my notes specifically being like, "All right, these you know young women are acting like just kind of the dickish bros from the other franchise, or for for the other films in the franchise." And then once I read that fact, I'm like, "Oh, okay." <laughs>
0: yes, yeah, so and no one did a lot of stretching. is what you're telling me in a in the background and i i want to i do want to separate a little bit of like the folks behind it versus the actors themselves and there's a wide range in terms of believability and all that but i i don't want to i'm much more comfortable crapping on mike elliott and that team than i am like these young people who it was a big deal to get an american pie movie right even for sure even though we're all laughing like you know that that's going to have millions of eyes on it. So yeah, I don't want to I don't want to fault the actors for their portrayals, but some of them were given a real real rough deal.
1: Rarely do I like to blame the actors for stuff, especially in this genre because they're just they're young people trying to make it in this world. Totally. I think anyone in any profession they really want and you say, "Hey, this is a Hollywood thing that's and then eventually going to be on Netflix. Who's going to say no? Who at like, you know, between eighteen and twenty two? You have yeah. to be really established. You have to be a gossip girl. You got to like be a Dakota Fanning to say yeah, somebody like do that. that. Yeah, like no, thank you. I will pass. So I, I, I never really blame the actors, and I think a lot of them did the most with what they had, which was not a lot. <laughs> For sure. Uh, and I do want to take a small little segue to just ask your opinion on just the idea of gender swapping things in film. I guess, what's your feeling on that overall?
0: Sure. My first thought is gender swap in itself is a problematic concept because it's reinforcing the binary of that Mm -hmm. there are boys and there are girls and that it's it and there is nothing else. And so I, I, as a human, am comfortable with the idea that there is a continuum, a spectrum, in terms of gender and, and sexuality, and that we're all somewhere, but number one, it's not so discreet as one bucket or the other bucket. And just because you're in one place on that continuum today doesn't mean you're gonna be in that same place tomorrow. So broadly, gender swap problematic mm-hmm. on its face. Beyond that, I think because because of the world in which most of the stories that we started to tell back in the day were about men or about men as heroes or kind of whatever, this is where you put in the lecture about like, you know, the history of storytelling and, and all that kind of stuff. Like there weren't other options, right? Mm, uh, mm. Shakespeare, right. Women, oh. men played women's parts because women couldn't be actors, all these different reasons. So I think, I think that there is and was a place for it in order to demonstrate what like the representation of a different side of the story a little bit. So Mm. thinking about uh, Ghostbusters, like in and of itself, was it important to have female Ghostbusters? Mm, I don't know. I, I didn't ever see it as a particularly gendered job, but because the only image we had of it as a culture was these men and these specific men doing it, It was revolutionary and a lot of people got mad, which is interesting and and funny. And I, I, gosh, they must not have a lot else to worry about. (laughs) And then you see young women in the costumes at the premiere, like little girls. And that of course, little girls could always have, could always have been a Ghostbuster for Halloween, but seeing the story told, Gives much more permission and sort of empowerment for that to be true. And so long story short, for the purposes of representation and expanding our understanding of kind of like where different humans belong. I I can see the merits of it. However, just switching out genders as I think we've or or, or sexes or both as we've seen here doesn't work without (laughs) Additional nuance. And I'm not, not even just because men and women are different, which, yes, we are, but also the worlds that we're coming from are different. So it's not, you can't just put someone's line in someone else's mouth because that other human still lives in our culture where there's a lot put on them. Does that make sense? Like it's not, it's not like a universal man and universal woman. We don't live in a vacuum. So just swapping doesn't do a lot, but demonstrating what the world looks like from a different perspective, I'm all for.
1: Yeah, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I'm glad you brought up Ghostbusters because I have another kind of follow-up question that's maybe related to that. But I think it's something this uh, gender swap, you know, I'm using air quotes, mm-hmm. thing that, uh, I don't know, happens. I think it's something that we're going to talk about here. We have a uh, gender swapped, again, quote unquote, um, mm-hmm. she's all that coming out. And there's a lot of uh, teen films that people have discussed, like, let's see what happens if we do the other thing. Sure. And I hope they have the nuance that you're speaking about <laughs> and not just doing what this is doing. Now, later on, we ask this question every week, like, who is this movie made for? I also don't want to pretend like this was like the Ghostbusters thing, that everyone was anticipating this American Pie movie to come out. This was purely a straight to... Originally yeah. straight to DVD and then Very straight to Netflix point. thing. And, you know, the bar is really low.
0: <laughs> yes. No, for sure. Um, what is your what is your take on, on gender swaps?
1: I mean, honestly, I, I am still some, someone who... I'm asking these questions because I don't have a firm take on them. And I, I could admit that. Because I see some that I like and some that really work. And then I see this and I'm like, this just... Things feel cheap with this. It feels like yeah. it Oh, this was a little too easy. I guess my question not to throw it back to you, but I am going to. Uh, <laughs> this is a film that is directed by a man. hmm It's produced by men. The mm-hmm. writing credits are all men. Now, when Indeed. I read the when I read the interview, oh God, like this like just saying this kind of I don't want to say it it makes me cringe a little bit yeah mike elliott said in an interview like he's talking about like the stuff and he's talking about like writing it and how you know he was happy to gender swap it or whatever and he's like some of the most raunchy things came from like the women on the writing team and whatever that aside yeah women on the writing team he says none of them are credited (laughs) (laughs) do they not exist that's a great point yeah Let's just, like, not acknowledge them. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, there's a reason. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure I know how you feel about this film. I'm pretty sure you know how I feel about this film. But there's a reason for these things. And it's just in these production notes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that tells you everything you need to know, right? <laughs> it's like that binders full of women comment from the 2012 election. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've got binders full of women. We'll, we'll put women in positions of power.
1: It, well, yeah, it feels yeah. like, it just relatedly, it feels like when people say like, oh, I know that. I have a black friend or something like that. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just like, yeah, there were women here, and they thought this was awesome, so just letting you know.
0: And, and th- there were women here, and they were gross, y'all. <laughs> like, yes, because we're humans, and all humans are disgusting.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Paul Feig directed that Ghostbusters film. Yes. Obviously, called, Paul Feig identifies as a man. When you do something like this... Does it need to be a director who identifies as a woman, in your opinion?
0: That's a. I mean, gosh, that is a great question, and it's certainly comes up a lot. Like the the larger representation conversation is in in the ether, right? We, particularly thinking about from the actor side of, you know, uh, is it okay for straight identified actors to play gay or trans? or can you change the race or ethnicity of a character and and play that? As we've seen, you know, actors get in trouble for taking roles. And when that happens, I also think, yes, but who, there was someone, there was a team behind that, right? It wasn't, as much as I'm not a Scarlett Johansson apologist, it's not as if she woke up and said, <laughs> "That like point, call your shot. That's what I want to do. There were other people like, Saying this was a good idea or saying this will be fine or convincing someone that way so i don't think it's for me to say what like the rules of representation
1: of course of course
0: that being said i i would argue and i think you know i have another podcast that pretty much argues the importance of having women involved in telling stories about women mm-hmm. particularly and again this goes back to just because it wasn't that way for so long you know people get upset about feminism and other things but i'm for today we're talking about feminism or that Hash, you like it's this thing of like are we still talking about that and it's like well yeah one because things still are not equal there's not parity in in industries and this and that it comes up a, this comes up a lot in in like the sociology side of me too and research that way right can can I, can I do to research, you know, all female gymnasiums in Israel, or can, can a white dude really do a a proper study of of people of color, um, cab drivers of color in New York or whatever, like, and, Mm. and it's not that you can't, but I think you have to listen a lot. And I just don't know that the folks behind the scenes here were listening.
1: No, that's, uh, this is not a good case if you're like, yes. This
0: is not a good case say for that. And I, I did miss miss one of my points there. And I'm sorry, but I'm sure if it's important, we'll get to it. I felt like there were a few voices or a few moments in this movie where they were trying to do that. They were trying to subvert that, the, the subvert the, the status quo of things. And yet I would argue likely because there weren't women behind the scenes as we that we know of in in integral positions we end up with just such a male perspective and i think for me that climaxed if you will in the final shot of the movie where all four of these women are four protagonists all having well three out of the four missionary position even but like heterosexual penis and vagina vanilla sex with with men And you see their faces, which also penetration face is a real pet peeve of mine. (laughs) But like, that was the end of the movie. This girl's rules. That was the end of the movie. (laughs) Watching the four of them get banged. Like, (laughs) what on earth? Also, the fair, like, I was so excited for one of them at least to be gay or non-binary or something right? 2020, 2021. Just even statistically. This group of four women and they're all so, so straight. No, no. I say no.
1: (laughs) I think they tried to make like these, I don't like to use the word token, but yeah, there's like these token strides that they tried to take, but then you hit the nail on the head. There's no
0: follow through.
1: No, no, absolutely not.
0: And I I have examples. I don't know if you want to, if we want to talk about, Like, the characters and what they do, or if we're not quite there yet.
1: I don't want to forget this production note, because there's some... Yeah, please. There's some production notes, and then we'll get into characters, and by all means, let's hear it, because I'm... Super curious. Like, so I know you apologized off air. Like, I'm sorry you had to see that again. Again. But I was actually excited, not necessarily to watch it again, but to just speak with someone else about it. Because I just had the solo experience
0: (laughs) watching this
1: film. Hopefully
0: (laughs) not all the people like our age are watching it. (laughs) Hopefully Um, some people have other things to do.
1: (laughs) So, as we know, 2020, it's a big deal on the show, High School Slumber Party AP. Because so many of these films did not get their intended release and yeah we're going to talk about some great films we have talked about some great films that probably were going to be released in the theater with big advertising budgets that that just did not happen and maybe got lost and this was supposed to be released kind of a dvd quote unquote i don't know who's buying dvds like that anymore but also just stream to rental kind of thing yeah, yeah. they realized that so many people were at home during the pandemic just watching what they could afford in streaming. And they said, let's get a deal with one of these streaming services. Netflix was interested because Netflix just loves to buy teen films. And they said, let's do it. But Netflix insisted with them. And if any of you worked on American Pie, Girls Rules, and I have this wrong, by all means, contact the show and and, and correct me. But Netflix did decided, like, hey, if this is going to be on Netflix, easily mm-hmm. accessible... We have to cut out a lot of what was in the film um, in terms of I don't want to say called nudity. S- nudity, yes, nudity. Yeah,
0: because there was that was something I was gonna comment on. Even in the first scene, her underwear clearly rips in half.
1: Yeah, and then it's on the back, back of on. a fence. Yeah,
0: and it's back on and fine. Like, <laughs> which again and i'm not you know, because gratuitous nudity is not like i would complain about that too damn feminist <laughs> but yes i i absolutely noticed a distinct lack of breasts in an american pie movie
1: yes the, this is the first one not to have like any kind of real nudity um, and that's because of the netflix thing now now mr director Would like you to believe, and I'm sorry if like you have a nice family who loves you. I don't mean to criticize you, but like this, but I have to. Uh, He he would say in press junkets, "Yeah, we wanted all this male nudity, and you know we didn't get it because Netflix didn't allow us to do it. That's how we want to flip the gender uh, gender thing." But in actuality, there was no, you know, there's no female nudity either,
0: and that's been done. Like that's right. I feel like Judd Apatow spent and also i don't know who who made the um white castle movies
1: oh i don't know who made them but yes it's it's been there uh, you know what i
0: mean like yeah. that that trick of like oh you're complaining about breasts how about a penis <laughs> that trick has been done and i think you know most of us in the world said cool do you want a trophy or a cookie like that's that, this this is what i'm talking about <laughs> when i lost my point on the representation piece a little bit of like just because because there is no equal playing field because we're not in a vacuum just you know flip flopping identities back and forth with without then correcting for the world is not effective and is just a puppet show and in this case a puppet show with no (laughs) ding-dongs
1: i mean you're you're absolutely right like this is the first american pie not to have an unrated version like that was kind of their marketing scheme if you will, mm-hmm. and I kind of hypothesized too, and maybe I'm wrong, but they also went for this Netflix deal because I really don't know anyone who's buying like, oh, I got to get that new American Pie unrated version so I could see those boobs, you know? Yeah, like the that's, moment has passed, folks. Yes, which is, <laughs> um, and and I'm not even saying oh, because we're all woke and everyone's great. Like, no, th- like the proliferation of porn on the internet has kind of killed the idea of like, let me rent this tape so I could watch this scene exactly. over Exactly. Yes, again. that
0: that I The thing I've heard, because I listen to so many podcasts of, you know, so many dudes talking about, you know, when their parents finally rented this movie and then they, you know, stole it from the VCR in the middle of the night and just watched <laughs> the boobs part over and over again. Like, yes, but that's, you're right. That is not the world we live in. And that's part of what I'm... You know, interested in seeing more of these contemporary teen films of like okay if that's because that's a that's a very like cemented trope in my mind Mm -hmm. right like okay but for for a 17 year old today that's not in their experience at all so that's part of why i want to watch the movies to better okay what what is that for y'all right is that a um you know nudes getting released is that I don't know I don't don't even have the language yet because we're so early in the course but I'm just so interested in in what the next thing is and Mm -hmm. not trying to redo the thing from 20 years ago which is what they've done here
1: yeah and I think I think uh, you're right that we're gonna kind of by I don't know 10 20 30 who knows how many movies in but we're gonna realize maybe what they're doing instead of those things I hope so
0: yeah absolutely
1: so I know you want to mention some characters and moments. Um, let's talk about the principles here. The principle, not, not the principle. We can talk about her too. We but, will uh,
0: talk about the, Sarah <laughs> Rue. I am disappointed in you. <laughs> what,
1: what do you know Sarah Rue from?
0: Oh my gosh, everything. Um, popular way back in the day. Mm-hmm. I also know her from a well like publicized weight loss journey is the other reason I know, oh, like that was, um, she was in, so she sort of played for, you know, back in the day for a while, some like overweight sidekick kind of friends or parts, if you will. And uh, then went through a, a weight loss of, of, you know, in real life. And um, she's guested on a ton of things gotcha. from like the nineties and two thousands. Right. So she had a, a prominent big bang theory, arc uh, she's always on in psych she's been on drunk history she's been on phones like all that kind of stuff but i would say popular is where i became aware of her i like her i think she's great oh can't hardly wait also huge teen movie
1: she's in that
0: she is everyone is though jason siegel is in that and you don't know it unless <laughs> you pause on the frame he's in um but so she's in she's was in the world is what i'm trying to say of that time period mm. And now she's in this. And there are aspects I love, right? There are aspects of her character. I, I love that she is um, she normalizes sexuality as as part of being a woman, part of being an adult. I think that I think that's great. I think they take it in a direction that's really predictable. Hmm. And you know what I mean? Like I think this is my like summation for every step they take forward they then go back to the lowest common denominator yeah. so it's like she's she's sex positive and she's you know pleasure forward and this and also is like super slutty you know or or and also inappropriate at work right she wouldn't have you wouldn't you don't have to put those together no. you don't have to have her taking cleavage selfies and then <laughs> like she appeared to take a picture like that you couldn't see under the desk and what was the line she said like oh she's had a hard life or something like it made me uh, laugh yeah but (laughs) not proudly But that's you know they they take a step and then they just tear it down themselves so that that's my rant on the
1: principle
0: (laughs) i i think she she made choices one of them was to be in this movie and I hope she feels good about it. I think the deal she was handed was pretty poor.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I have to agree with that. And I definitely will blame adults more than the young people in the film, you know, for taking this role and deciding to do this. So Madison Pettis plays Annie. She's our lead. I mean, she's a child actor. She was in a movie with The Rock, The Game Plan, and a a bunch of like Disney stuff. Liz Broadway is (laughs) Stephanie Stifler stiffler. Stifler's there's a, cousin. There's a stifler in all the films, whether they're cousins or brothers or whatever. Yes, the stiflers. There's always
0: a stifler, which was another thing that I don't know how the gender swap did this, but in some of the in not the Netflix, but I think maybe the IMDB or some summary I read was all about her. Was like, really? Because it's this it's this stifler, right? Because the stifler is the connective tissue, if you yeah. will. From the one movies to the next, but to me, Annie is the, the like the primary character For of sure. the foursome because that's who you meet first and that's who you're invested in.
1: And she ends up with the guy they're all in love with.
0: with. The guy, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I called the feminist sex angel <laughs> is what, what I called him. Not because that's what I thought he was, but but that's because that's how I felt like the men who wrote this movie wrote that character
1: <laughs> of like
0: you, they all need something they all need something different which again that's a premise i like right they're not all just trying to get laid they all have a specific goal and they are you know they banded together to help each other grow and the way they do that is by all meeting the same hot guy <laughs> like what you know what i mean it's just like again ah, the more it. i'm describing it the more this movie is blue balls really for me <laughs> yeah right because... they're they're gonna they're, they get me going and then they just drop <laughs> off
1: because they took again if you wanted to do this with american pie then just start from scratch with the script don't take a script you already had that was just going to be like the 6th, 7th, 8th, I don't even remember, in this franchise. <laughs> and then be like, yeah. let's make the ladies do these things. It's just looks like so, it's so silly. So Liz Broadway fun. plays Stephanie Stifler. Um, she apparently is someone who, I don't know, let's look out for her. She, yeah. si- she's on, she signed on for uh, the, a spinoff series of The Boys as, oh, cool. as one of the leads there. So we'll look out for her.
0: She was great. And, and I mean, they're all stunning women, all of them. <laughs> I enjoyed particularly these two that you've mentioned, Madison and Liz, I think are the strongest actors of the four of them. Oh, my I God. I don't know. How do you feel?
1: I agree. Uh, one of my notes was like, and initially, even in that first run, I wanted to hate Stephanie Stifler and this whole idea so bad. And at the beginning, I'm like, whatever. Towards the end, I'm like super invested in her acting. And it was like one of the weird...
0: She's the, great.
1: The weird thing with the movie. She is.
0: She's in a different movie.
1: <laughs> Bravo for our two, uh, I guess, Madison Pettis and Liz Broadway specifically. Because, again, I, I was intrigued by their performances. I cared. And, and I kept, whenever she was on screen... Especially towards the end, I'm like, I was interested. So again, go, little golf clap there.
0: Great, great work, ladies, for getting through that muck.
1: So uh, Piper Curta played Kayla, who was uh, she was <laughs> not a fan. Not a fan.
0: Sorry, I'm, yeah, i Yeah, this is not a visual medium, but I, <laughs> I did a little no shake of my head there. Unfortunately, for both, I just I didn't believe her. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry to say that. Here's another one, right? When we meet this character, she has a very sexually fulfilling relationship with this guy. You know, she says they're we just keep getting better, like they have great sex, that's awesome. And the way that she's set up is that that was the what is primarily important to her in this relationship. She's not interested in some of the touchy feely, like emotional parts, it's mm-hmm. what was explained to me, and then like it's so contrived so she's not gonna tell him that she loves him she's not there for the feelings of it but she's this crazy jealous person and that's why they break up and then in the end no she wants to get back together with him because just the sex alone is not what she wanted what so they (laughs) so they make her this a different kind of i don't i don't know that teen character very well you know i don't know that sexually confident high school student. And then in the end, no, she just, she just wants her boyfriend to love her.
1: This was the character to me, to me, that was just the most of like, probably written as a dude. And they just changed the least. And again, I'm not even saying like a realistic dude, but I'm saying like an American Pie third or fourth friend who's Absolutely. like, oh, dude, my girlfriend's all over me. You know, I just want her for the sex, and then he, oh, I really like her in the end. Again, I'm not saying that's a right? good story no. as a guy either, but
0: but it but it makes sense in that when you say it's gender swapped, of like, oh, that's why they did that to her because <sighs> that was what was on the page already.
1: So I'm not gonna blame Piper Curtis necessarily. I don't, necessarily for I don't that. blame her. That was a character too. Like again. I could imagine the director saying, play it like this. And the way she's playing it, too, is so, like, bro-ish. And yeah. it's just, pff, yeah, exactly, broad and, like, okay, yeah. So <laughs> I'm, I'm with you on that one. And, and the fourth in our little tandem here. Quartet. The, the, the quartet, the rules, folks, is uh, Natasha Beanham. If I'm mispronouncing that, Natasha, I apologize. She played Michelle. What did you think of the Michelle character?
0: Again, it became clear very quickly that... It was all put together by dudes. <laughs> I liked the idea that she is attracted to confidence, mm-hmm. um, that she's self-sufficient. Okay, again, oh, she masturbates. She uses vibrators, which again you don't see in a a, a lot of movies about anybody. Uh, but you know, in a lot of a lot of characters that are strong in that way, and yet you look in the drawer because they show like this drawer full of sex toys and they're all basically the same.
1: Yeah. that's true. I was like,
0: why do you have seven of the same vibrator? Also, how are you like, that's expensive. That's not stored properly. I had all kinds of issues. (laughs) Um, Cause I was like that, that's, that's not clean. So I, I liked that that's, that she was like smart and preppy and sexual. Great. Because there's not a lot of that around. But then the way they did it, uh so okay, so if she was more attracted to the principal than the principal's son or that other guy, well, then make that a thing, right? Why did she also end up with a human man? Like, that didn't (laughs) seem to be anything what she wanted.
1: Yeah, I mean, I have an agreement there. she,
0: She at least has, like, the arc of she did try to change herself, which included, like, Running away from her best friend to chase the guy to get to him first. I mean, it just the the things that they made these ladies do after establishing their characters is just mind boggling. If I could have a conversation with them of like, no, really, how confusing was it to try to figure <laughs> out how to play this? I would love to. It so I'm not blaming her. I love the idea of her character. I I don't like what they what they did to her. What did you think?
1: I mean, I know there's this thing in movies that people have talked about like like when a guy masturbates it's funny and it's not not necessarily funny but like it's more like this and when a woman masturbates it's sensual and Mm. like it's i i was happy originally maybe i'll use your blue balls word originally that this was something that they were like oh okay like whatever they're normalizing this for her
0: normalize pleasure please
1: and then like you said it became this interesting story and you know she ended up with that dude whatever I'm not whatevering your point, but I'm saying, yeah, like, no, no, I, wa- I, I wasn't surprised by it is more what I'm saying. Right. But this is one thing, too, on the second watch where I'm like, what was the gender swap here? I'm not sure. I don't know if this character, like, had a guy version, if you will. I just think yeah. it's a poorly written female character, if that makes sense. I think they had, yeah. like, oh, let's make her smart and, yeah, you know. And and all driven. These things Driven, and and, that, and she really admires the principle, which is all great, but then in the end of the day, it doesn't really add up to much. One thing that, again, I'll use the word token, but it's here and I want to bring it up. Definitely probably the most diverse American Pie film in regards uh-huh. to our principles, so I guess I'll give them credit for that. We don't really see that represented in any kind of way. Like, if I closed my eyes, it doesn't. Right. You know, it's just like another American Pie film. So, again, I'm not making a statement here or there about it. I'm glad that they cast um, some people of color, and I'm glad that there's diversity in this film. I I also don't want to give them brownie points just for that. Yeah, no,
0: absolutely. Yeah, just because you have one character that that would be described as plus size doesn't mean that... (laughs) You did, you've done your job that you solved it
1: american pie people you, you solved,
0: solved it, it. <laughs> uh, yeah the guy whose i'm sorry name i don't know
1: grant darren barnett
0: i loved him in never have i ever
1: okay i was gonna ask because that's like the one other thing he's done
0: yes and to contrast like that's a a comedy about well there's more than that, but a comedy about a diverse group of um, friends, female friends in high school and their various, you know, hijinks and they're real characters. They don't sort of double back on their own, I don't know, points of view. And he starts out in that very much as just like eye candy boy and then, you know, develops into a real character. And he's definitely got that down. He's a very conventionally attractive young man. And I think so far has the chops to, to back it up. So I'm, I'm curious to see, like, I kind of want to fast forward five years Mm -hmm. and then see him in something.
1: When people get these Netflix, I don't know if they're contracts or just like Netflix likes them. They end up being in a bunch of stuff. So I think he's got enough chops. He's good looking guys. You said, I think he's going to be in something that, Probably we're going to talk about on this show at some point. We're going to be like, "Sure, thank you, you know, for being something else." You know, he has he's got a what's it called? Noah Noah Centineo, who was in to all the to all the boys movie. He briefly became the internet's boyfriend, right? Like he is internet boyfriend potential here. Absolutely, not from this movie.
0: No, but also because he didn't get to. do, I mean, he was this weird feminist sex angel,
1: <laughs>
0: and I was glad. Oh, this movie also confused me. Because like we have that afternoon party at the principal's house in the middle of the movie (laughs) where then they all figure out, I don't like it when best friends, you know, meet the same person and then that's the shtick because like, if they're really your best friend, you would have known that they met the new guy Grant. Like, uh, but, but so when he addressed all four of them and was like, no, I like, like I invited each of you because I'm new here and you're interesting people and, you know, for one reason or another, you're all here. Like that was maybe the only kind of, he just didn't get to do anything interesting was all I'm not saying very well, but trying to say is that character as much as the the female leads, I think, what did he get to do in that movie?
1: Well, I I think uh, again, two wrongs don't make a right, but like, let's look at like, if this was that dude centric American pie film and this was just, uh, the, the woman they were, the young woman they were pursuing, right? Right. You, we would probably say the same thing about that character. And again, like sure. I said, two wrongs don't make a right, but yeah. I just think it comes from there. Maybe they tried to inch it up a little and change him a little bit from that character who, in probably 2010, was just played by like an attractive 25 year old who they, right. were, they were all into. So, again, I'm with you with that. Like, and I don't know, but I'm not blaming. Darren Barnett for that And I look forward to seeing him in something else
0: yeah I do I really do
1: um, I'm just going to run quickly through the cast because I can't believe we're like an, an hour talking already I know our, we can't
0: but we can't give them more uh, of our lives than they've already taken
1: <laughs> you mentioned Sarah we already, ready uh, just people I took notes on Zane Emery played Jason Cameron e- Engels played Tim but the one I really took a note on was uh, Zachary Gordon who played Emmett, who was yeah. the one that um, Stephanie Stifler ended up with. He's from a, The Diary of a Wimpy Kid series. So, a child actor as well. Uh, what do you think of him?
0: I thought he was a great 2020 version of Justin Long.
1: <laughs> My exact note. That's why I laughed. Oh, right? really? Oh He's, funny. he's a yeah. Justin Long clone Justin from Long. that era, which is amazing.
0: Yes. Uh, it gives us that, like the band camp through line right there's been there was of mm. course the band camp entire uh film but also just like band camp being a thing and being a sexual thing in the um the american Pie universe <laughs> um I, yeah i thought i thought again he didn't get to do a lot i would i mean i've <laughs> i've seen the movie where he helps her to get another guy right that's mm-hmm. i've seen that in the 80s and the 90s so i don't think he was given anything innovative to do and i get if you became famous with the diary of a wimpy kid that maybe an american pie movie is a great way to pivot to be in adult movies without i don't mean porn <laughs> yes, yes. <And>
1: like, <laughs> i saw your air to clip. take on adult roles it. yes
0: <laughs> He's um, you know, kind of that. I, I think of it with, you know, every every little young pop starlet like has that moment when a sort of switch and like, ooh, suddenly they're everyone says they're too sexy. Yeah, yeah, and, Iceland, right? But they're just growing up.
1: I look up the IMDb of almost everyone in this film, and like all all the teens, and they were all in Disney stuff. So you know, yeah. you hit the nail on the head there.
0: But no, I I, I liked him. I I. It's probably one of the um. Uh, you know, superlatives later. I I would have enjoyed more Emmett, and I would have enjoyed a, more of Emmett and Grant mm-hmm. because they're we are told that they're best friends or that they're very close. What I'm
1: saying, ooh, because there's continuity issues with that. And again, we're not
0: I, so <laughs> that's much. Long, right? that's, that's why long. we haven't. Here's why I'm not worried because we're not actually going to talk about the plot because <laughs> it makes no sense. I would much rather talk about like the what we're doing so yeah i'm not i'm not worried we'll be on forever because the plot is like who cares it doesn't matter it was not well written or executed
1: emma and grant are supposed to be very good friends borderline best friends who went to camp together went to band camp together like you said the through line
0: for 10 years which is like who goes to band camp for 10 years? <laughs>
1: which yes but honestly i'm okay with that line because in the American Pie universe, as you coined it, um, Bandcamp is such a big deal that maybe it's for 10 years. Who knows? But there are moments in the movie where Grant is like, I have no friends here. I'm all alone. And then there are moments in the movie, we're best friends. We're so close. And it's true because he knows a lot about him. And you're like, wait, what? Because the other scene here, you didn't even know this guy. You're new. You said you knew nobody. And then the next scene is like, yeah, we're right. bros. How could you betray me? We're best friends. Like, Dude. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of that here. That just happened to be the one <laughs> that came up now.
0: Yeah, there is a lot. Yeah, we could take any example for continuity <laughs> for sure.
1: So when I go through the IMDb, there are some people here that I'm like, "What? Danny Trejo plays a janitor who almost has no lines.
0: What was up with this?" I mean, again, I don't begrudge Danny Trejo a paycheck. Go go get it, buddy. I think it was, you know, clearly stunt casting but like to what end? <laughs> Maybe Danny Trejo has a Netflix deal, too. I I was baffled. I don't understand that as a stunt casting. <laughs> Unless Danny Trejo has been in other of the straight to streaming, which I don't know. But, like, why, why was that a stunt for this film? I feel like somebody from the original cast would have been a fun, silent janitor. But I just, it didn't seem to fit with. What did that have to do with the girls' rules?
1: No, it it didn't have anything to do with that. And, oh, man. And, look, I I get it. I I get the profession. But, like, if you're going to do stunt casting, can you please not have a Latin person play a janitor? That would be nice. Thank you.
0: Oh, that's a really good point as well.
1: (laughs) It's so unnecessary. But, again, Danny Trejo, earn your money. I'm not blaming you. Another uh, cameo, if you will, was Barry Bostwick course from Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yes. Other stuff. He played Peepaw, the grandpa at the beginning, which sure.
0: Yes, who had like vomit on his
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> All that was upsetting. You know, we that reminds me of another running gag. I'm using air quotes. <laughs> was that there were a number of pies in the movie. Oh yeah. I don't I was remember that from Bandcamp. So I wonder if that's part of the like the reboot of the previous uh, straight-to-video one. Because I, I don't remember that from Bandcamp, but could be wrong.
1: It's just like they they need to tell you, hey, guys, remember American Pie from 1999? This is part of that. There's a Stifler and there's pies. And it's like, all right, come on, we get it.
0: Yeah, well, and it's just because, I and I'm so sorry to bring it up, but like, the origin of the pie <laughs> was in a conversation equating it to vagina which is not they didn't make that up right that's a that's a euphemism but so in the girls rules is there is there lots of pie cuz there's lots of vagina or are, are they know. pretending that that's no longer the reference that they're making
1: they should have you know maybe maybe had another uh, kind of dessert i'm not sure but <laughs> who knows who knows
0: Uh, american baklava yeah
1: american baklava american strudel who knows (laughs) (laughs) okay so i I do have to ask you a question about this because there's another famous person listed in the imdb that i don't remember seeing in this movie um it it says there's an uncredited performance from danny devito did you see danny devito here did i miss that no it says tea drinker that's what he's uncredited as
0: i i (laughs) know i wasn't aware of that that's very strange and It doesn't seem like Danny DeVito would do that. Like, why would Danny DeVito do that?
1: Remember in the early days of Wikipedia, and I know now, too, but like, especially the early days when like, your teacher would be like, don't use Wikipedia, that's like wrong information. I'm sensing there was like a false IMDB thing happening with Danny DeVito and the uncredited i think someone just put it in and no one cares about this movie so no one checked them on it sure. so. <laughs> that's my guess <laughs> okay finally we're here and as you said we're not gonna go scene by scene plot by plot point here because we've we've kind of a hit home <laughs> our points more or less yeah so eislin what were some moments in the movie dare i say you liked or disliked or anything here that really you wanted to discuss
0: I just think that the only, the piece that I thought was innovative, again, until the execution, <laughs> was the idea of it, of the pact. Guys, we're all lacking something in the romance area, but I feel like we got to figure this out. Like it's our senior year. What do you mean? Goal setting. Okay, well, but what goals? Oh, for you? You need a guy who appreciates your sense of humor and doesn't take things so personally. Maybe someone who's less emotional? Yeah, like someone like way less woke. Not a guy who wants to make sweet love. You need a guy who wants to, you know?
1: Oh my God, I do need someone who wants to. Here
0: you go. <laughs> okay, my turn, my turn, do me. Oh, yeah, that's pretty simple. You need someone smart. Yeah, you need someone who understands you. with like social consciousness, but mm. also like integrity. Yeah, like someone a little kinky. I like it. Okay, what about Steph? Me? Yeah. Oh, I am so good. Oh, sweetie, sorry, but you need some serious work. Excuse me? What exactly do I need? Annie, take it. A nice guy. Mmm. Someone who wants to be around you, and buys thoughtful presents, and asks about your day. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What about Annie? Um, to have sex with the man I love. Guys, these goals are totally attainable, but we need a deadline. Homecoming! About a month away, and it has the perfect theme. Theme? Your lack of school spirit is truly disheartening. Ladies, come on, it's a morph dance. Prom spelled backwards, we switch all the conventions, and most importantly, girls ask guys. Okay. Rule one, set a goal to fix our romantic lives. Rule number two, we support our fellow women. Mm -hmm. Three, we are all accountability partners, and we won't let each other get away with our usual. Uh, Yes. And rule four, deadline is homecoming, Mm. the morph dance. Mm -hmm. Wait, but I don't like that it's rules. It it sound like a competition. Well, everything is a competition. Mm, it's not, though. It's a pact, so... Ooh, a pact! <laughs> okay. Well, ladies, please raise your glasses. The girls' rules. Yes! yes. yes. Oh. We have the PACT! I liked that as opposed mm. to, like, a bet or a contest. I liked that their rules included that they are best friends, included accountability in terms of, of helping them to reach their goals. like. That stuff was all positive. It's just the way it was executed, I think, doesn't live up to that. And also doesn't, like, the film, the rules themselves and, like, the pact they have don't match with the American Pie universe kind of thing, right? I think you could take that nugget of, like, there's four young, confident, four best friends that have different goals for their social lives or their sex lives or whatever – and they're going to help each other accomplish them. That sounds great, but that is not the movie I watched.
1: No, 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 it's not. So <laughs> it's called Girls Rules for that reason and you know there's there is a thing, there's a through line in a lot of American pie films of a pact of a d- dare or whatever it is. The first one was like we're all going to have sex before we graduate. Pretty simple. I'm not sure about the other ones I know it, they exist, but the rules here are and I wrote them down. Rule one. Rule one. And there's a big moment. Where they're around a fire after, I don't know, hanging out by a lake without parents, whatever.
0: And they all have individual bottles of champagne. Yes, yes.
1: I'm glad you noticed that. I did as well. I'm like, whoa.
0: <laughs> they must have a profound, you know, vibrator and champagne budget in their households <laughs> because it's windy.
1: I took it as, like... In the original script, it said, like, all the guys have a beer. And then, like, the Mm. the dudes were like, what do ladies drink? Oh, they love champagne. Get them all a (laughs) bottle of champagne. (laughs) That makes sense. (laughs)
0: Oh, goodness. Yeah, nothing a 17-year-old loves more than bubbly wine.
1: Okay, so here are the rules. Rule one. Okay. Set a goal to fix their romantic lives. Annie.
0: She wants to lose her virginity with the person she loves.
1: Yes. Annie. Needs to have sex with the man she loves. Stephanie Stifler needs to meet a nice guy. Michelle needs to find someone smart? Is that what it is?
0: I see. I was not clear about that. (laughs) Yeah, I couldn't. (laughs) Like, it didn't really match.
1: Kayla, her thing was she needs to find someone who appreciates her sense of humor slash she likes to fuck and she needs someone who likes to fuck. Her their words. So...
0: Right, but then that's not <laughs> what her character wants in the end. So it, we've already said. It. I'm I'm just repeating myself now.
1: Oh, all good. You're just passionate about the
0: subject. I think I'm just so frustrated because I the because I just said that I like the the idea of the pack, not their individual goals, but like the idea of that as what hangs the movie together it has promise. It's just not followed through.
1: And Iceland, if I had a if I had a bell like the contenders did, and I could ring a <laughs> bell, I, I would ring bells when there's like high school tropes, like no, don't do that, and not even oh yeah necessarily as bad, but like any pact or, or goal setting thing like this in a high school film is going to result in one character's feelings getting hurt. So just That's FYI, cool. if you're in a high school film, if you're in that universe, don't make a pact. Someone's feelings are going to get hurt. <laughs>
0: Um, good to know so
1: i did have a couple other questions just about things that happen in the film that i'm just curious your thoughts on love proms another maybe bell ring high school trope prom sure things ending at proms but this is a homecoming morp which is the opposite of a prom they're supposed to flip everything on its side just like this gender swap we're having here
0: right so girls ask boys again in this universe where there are only girls and boys and
1: <laughs> and straight peoples it's
0: and straight peoples and so it's swapped meaning that there are existing rules so mm-hmm. so I can see where dude bro you know in the writers room would say oh but we flipped it but even just in saying it's flipped you're reinforcing that it's the male role yep <laughs> right that doesn't subvert anything it just reinforces the existing essentialist gender bullshit
1: yep I mean, there's no other way to put it <laughs> <laughs> right. And then the Morp, though, is a pajama party. We get to see it later.
0: I guess, what was your just
1: ideas about that, in a sense? The uh, Just proms and Morps and being the the end goal ending there. And then just overall, the aesthetic of it. Because I always like to ask my guests what they think of the prom or the dance or the whatever it is. Oh,
0: sure. I mean, you are talking to a four-time prom goer. Uh, I went all four years of high school. Nice. At the time, that seemed like an accomplishment. <laughs> <laughs> at, at our school, you had to be a junior or senior or date of a junior or a senior to Same go. Same with
1: mine. That's why I was, like, impressive.
0: Yeah. So my first two years, I had boyfriends that were juniors. Well, each time, my date was a junior, which is meaningless but sort of funny Interesting. to Interesting. So the first two years, yeah, the first two years, they were boyfriends. And then the second and different people and then the second two years they were gay best friends and also different people so that was my that was my journey you say definitely had more fun at the second two
1: you say it's not interesting but this is high school Uh slumber party i am (laughs) incredibly interested in this that's four years four different people and all juniors that's a stat i've never heard of congratulations that's awesome super
0: weird. well Thank you, thank you very much. I was nominated for prom queen oh. the <laughs> the third time because that was it's really the juniors' dance, so only juniors uh, need apply, and that was um, with my uh, friend Tyler, and he and I were sort of the alternative vote, nice. which that's probably what I take most pride in. Did not win, of course. I love it getting dressed up. I love a chance to sort of celebrate and the nostalgia and so like you know I don't think it has to be a prom or or even necessarily a dance but like one of those like quintessential high school moments I'm all here for I love that stuff so I think that's fun um pajamas frightens me because I just feel like that's a a, sort of an excuse to be half dressed (laughs) you know whether it's Annie who's gorgeous like that that's a short nighty she has on that's a short lacy nighty that's a little scary I just think of like I don't know you can't really dance in it and then I would just be afraid that all the boys would have like pajama pants on and that it would just be like visible boner city <laughs> through the whole thing so that's what I was thinking about because I'm terrible <laughs> when I heard that it was a pajama dance what are, what are your thoughts on a pajama dance?
1: As you can only imagine, I've covered a lot of proms on here and a lot of dances. You,
0: yes, absolutely. This is the
1: first, like, pajama one that I have actually seen in a film, so I guess kudos to oh. them. I just found it weird, that like, oh, we're turning prom upside down, and it's a morph, and the opposite of prom are pajamas. Like, really? <laughs> <laughs> I think it should just be, like casual then or like you know wear muddy jeans or something i'm not saying i agree with that theme but like it's definitely not the opposite of prom (laughs) i don't know again i like i like dancing in movies i like a good prom scene Not that this was like good or bad this was interesting right because when we get to it the big moment is they 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 have this fight at this party i guess it's at stephanie stifler's house Um, when i say they i just i'm gonna call annie the lead Annie yeah. Annie, and Grant, it seems like they're going to be together. And then this is the whole, oh, I was a bet right? kind the of moment. Shitty, yeah. The
0: shitty boyfriend ruins it, oh, which also guy. I didn't think was necessary.
1: This guy, again, typical shitty boyfriend. Also, yeah. you want another bell ring? I'll give you one. Any <laughs> high school character who dates a character in yeah. college never ends well in the movie it's so no your
0: heart's gonna get broken and he's definitely cheating on you at college is what we've learned
1: yes exactly do not visit him oh well, you should visit him at school to catch him but do not visit him at school and expect good things to happen no. <laughs> we've seen yeah, it.
0: do not sneak up on a high, a college freshman in his dorm room is what <laughs> i've learned
1: Another thing from this movie, please. If you are a parent of a teenager, and this is like a PSA out oh, there, God. please knock and then wait for them to be like, "Come in." Yes. <laughs> Just for your own good, okay?
0: <laughs> yeah. When the the parents and grandparents were like so upset at the very beginning, I was like, "You did this. You did this <laughs> by walking in with FaceTime on into your son's room. This is your fault. You you've created this." Just wait. Jason's
1: your grandson, honey. What channel is this? Oh, what is that? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh-huh, sure, okay, yeah.
0: Honey, <gasps> we have a surprise for you. Jason? Jason? Girls? Oh,
1: and it happens a couple other times too because it happens with uh when
0: I mean I think it happens cuz it happens in the first one right yes, but again but... that was 20 years ago Oh man
1: oh man <laughs> you would think they would have learned the lessons of American pie from Absolutely American pie. But yeah
0: they don't <laughs> it's like it's like kind of like we you know you mentioned Scream which plays on like horror tropes you'd think similarly here they've done so much in this universe that <laughs> the characters should know better <laughs>
1: absolutely
0: and alas
1: oh so sorry what I, all i was mentioning though was from the party um it looks like oh no annie and grant might not get together everyone else has found their man <laughs> you know? right. stephanie stifler found the dude
0: everyone else has settled for someone else yes
1: um stephanie stifler's uh, found new justin long and he's been helping <laughs> her the whole movie and it turns out like he was the nice guy oh he bought her the lipstick case
0: and they said during the, when they were creating the rules that someone who buys you presents, a nice guy who buys you presents. And that
1: literally was what he was. So whatever. Yep. I mean, you know what, though? They were the romance that I was most like interested totally. in for some reason.
0: And then I remembered I'd seen it in like 10 Things I Hate About well, You. Well, for sure. You
1: know? For sure. And for me, I see a lot of tropes. Do the tropes right and I'm going to be with it. Do them you know, too cliche and repeated. I'm not going to be with it. I was kind of on the fence about them. The rest of them, though, like Kayla and her ex-boyfriend. I still don't get why they got to back
0: together. I don't either.
1: <laughs> Michelle and I forgot the dude's name who works with her. Uh, yeah, whatever. I don't know. They both like
0: the, JFK. The principal's assistant? Yes. Who is a student?
1: <laughs> yes. Also, no other teachers really in this school, no other administration, just this principal. And nope. Everyone just Just running. a
0: horny principal and her uh, assistant who does a terrible JFK impression. It's
1: terrible. <laughs> it's terrible.
0: And yet that is what gets him the girl. <laughs> so strange.
1: But Annie, you think she's going to end up with Grant and then suddenly crappy ex-boyfriend from college decides to really go out of his way and ruin Annie's life which again I don't understand what his motivation is like I know he's mad but right he seemed to be doing fine quote unquote in college meeting other people exactly why is he rehashing this like a problem was essentially solved
0: cuz he's an entitled dude so like that's probably the most true to life <laughs>
1: piece of fair, it fair fair so he shows up at this party and he's like hey listen this is what's going on to the guy <laughs> Like, you know, it was the whole she's all that, I was a bet kind of moment. Cry, cry, cry. Classic. <laughs> Bell ring. And then <sighs> we have our prom scene and you think it's just like everyone's just, eh, uh, we're all happy with our guys and we know you didn't get your guy, but you're going to have a good time. But boom, her friends are secretly going behind her back a little bit and setting up this beautiful, beautiful prom moment. And I know I did this like long setup that was unnecessary, but there's a couple <laughs> things I want to mention for this setup. So... Yeah, Annie's dad and the principal.
0: Oh my god, are yes. are
1: fuck buddies as they call it. You know, disgusting. It's very weird. Let them do them, whatever.
0: But disgusting. Sorry, just to be clear, they are welcome to get theirs, but that like they have a conversation with Annie while like he is on top of her. You know what I mean? In the living room, like they're they're so public with with the young people that's what made me uncomfortable
1: and maybe that goes back to the whole uh stifler's mom thing and stuff
0: but sure that could be but
1: you're right like it's a little bit like too much at, at certain it's times ina-
0: it's just inappropriate Again,
1: yeah like you said around young people especially she's someone of authority the principal the
0: principal boundaries. Exactly. boundaries exactly
1: but it looks like the guy uh the dad is picking up the principal um, to go to prom because Grant has decided he's not going to Morp. Sorry, not prom. Morp. And he yep. puts the old uh, say-anything trope of the boombox. <laughs> I have to mention it. Say-anything trope of the boombox. Of course. But the song playing is a crappy saxophone version not of In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel, but of the uh, the song from The Breakfast Club, Don't You Forget About Me, by Simple Minds.
0: Which made no sense. Why are we
1: combining two high school tropes here? Look, I love a little callback to the films I love, but don't put both in one thing and just be like, okay, oh, I was offended.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just sloppy.
1: <laughs> and that was just like to coax him into going into the, the limo and having this like cute moment.
0: And then everyone at the prom.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Sudden, then suddenly we were in a horror Oh, movie. my God. Because everyone turns on a weird lighter app on their phone and just walks close to Annie. That was the scary, like, just that scene alone with different music would have been a horror movie.
1: Absolutely. It was really freaky. And it was just all all set up this nice, cute, like, little little dance moment where he comes and it's all like, yes, like, they're actually together. And I'm like... And if you look at the actor's face when he's walking in, he doesn't look oh my confident at all. No, looks-
0: he's embarrassed. <laughs> he's like, I am in pajamas. Everyone is looking at us. What is my face supposed to be?
1: Oh, my goodness. Hash that
0: check is what that face oh should goodness. be.
1: And, of course, they can't end it there. They have to be like, this is an American Pie movie. Someone's got to lose their virginity. And whatever. You do you um, characters or whatever. But, like, they... S- <laughs> They set up a tent on the football field.
0: Yeah, not realistic. I'd be so worried someone would be, like, like security would be there. You know what I mean? Like, that's not a place to be comfortable. No,
1: and they act like it's romantic. And if there was a payoff for this somewhere in the movie, like, if she said, oh, I always dreamed of having sex the, on the 50-yard line for my first time or right. something like that, that would make more sense. But, like, why set it up there with all those lights? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Regardless, she's got her moment, and the credits roll with this. Kind of prom dance off, which this time I watched through. There is a post. Okay. There is a post credit scene. Iceland. Did you see the post credit scene?
0: I did not. I thought the last uh, shot, if you will, was the four of their faces having mediocre sex with boys. What What was the in the after credit shot? It
1: was not the. Uh, jfk themed dildo which i thought was going to be used in a different way but no
0: um, <laughs> well yeah she implied she was going to ping him and then perhaps that was later but all that <laughs> i saw was them having penis and vagina sex
1: yeah so <laughs> that's really so
0: I, so I was disappointed honestly <laughs>
1: <laughs> that didn't really make sense but regardless no there's a dance-off thing and there's like during the credits and after this dance-off it's the principal with the dad and they're in that dungeon from earlier with the former principal.
0: Oh, gotcha. Okay. And they're ha- yeah. they're having
1: a moment and Danny Trejo walks in and he just says, "Oh man, I'm going to need a bigger mop." And that's how that's oh, the movie like, ends. Come on. I was like, "Why?
0: <laughs> Why?" Oh, boy. I forgot that's how we were introduced to Stephanie. Yes. I don't know if she is a dominatrix or was just playing the part of a dominatrix. To then blackmail a pervy principal. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I would watch a movie about that carrot, like about Stephanie Stifler, if she was not connected to the American Pie franchise. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which probably will go into some of our questions that we ask every sure. time we do this here on High School Olympic Party AP. But, Isla, was there anything else in the film that you really, really were burning inside to talk about?
0: Uh, you know, I think we have rehashed it. <laughs>
1: I love making history. I love making history, Iceland. Yeah. I can guarantee you, not only was this the most analytical podcast ever about American Pie Presents (laughs) Girls Rules, but it's probably the longest podcast ever about American Pie Girls Rules. Look, somewhere, some bro has some like American Pie podcast, like our good friends Joey Lewandowski and Joe 2 have Too Fast 2 Forever, where they just watch all the films forever. Someone has this podcast. I, I will guarantee they did not... Get as deep as we did today, or go as well, long. Well, this is as
0: advanced placement.
1: <laughs> very true, very true. So
0: <laughs> you know it, it's in
1: the title. You're getting what you're getting. So oh. absolutely, and I love it. I love it. So <laughs> my my turn to be the asker, but we'll both be answering today awards and questions. Sure. My favorite part of every week. So here we go. Iceland first. Who was this movie? made for.
0: I mean it feels like it was made for teens twenty years ago. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Great answer. I can't I can't beat that. You're absolutely right. <laughs> I was gonna say the filmmakers because they clearly thought they were doing oh, something good.
0: <laughs> excellent point. Yes. Both both solid answers I think.
1: Easy one here. Is this based on YA? No, but it is based on an existing franchise, yeah. so kind of in a sense. But not a YA novel. It either.
0: has a legacy for sure. Yes.
1: Did we see a dead teener parent? We did not. Uh oh, We see a divorced parent on one side. We
0: Right. We don't know where Annie's mom is or where Grant's dad is, but we don't get into it.
1: Yeah. So not really relevant. All right. Yeah. Iceland superlatives here. Yeah. Most likely to succeed. Who won the movie?
0: God, that is, that is tough. Not me.
1: I... I'll tell you that much. Uh,
0: I guess I would say Emmett. Because he was himself the whole time. Ooh,
1: that's a good one.
0: And, like, in the end, that, like, got him a goal of his, which it seemed as if he had had some unrequited feelings for for Stephanie Stifler. So, yeah, I guess I think Emmett did. But if I had to pick one of the foursome, I would say Stephanie Stifler. What do you think?
1: I said Stephanie Stifler, but Emmett's a great choice, too. I'm glad we're kind of on the same page with that because that means, like, you know, these people did a good job. But <laughs> that way.
0: Uh- totally. Yeah, they they made their characters compelling, for sure.
1: Okay, Wooderson Award. Is there a character here you who you would have liked to see more of?
0: Oh gosh. Um I mean, again, I would say kind of Emmett, but but I don't want to put anything else in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say if I had to have an answer, I would say Emmett, but I think uh, 95 minutes was plenty for this one. So I don't know. What do you think?
1: I said Stephanie Stifler, and I said, let's remove everyone else. Let's not make her a Stifler. And I want to see that story. So <laughs> totally. that's also my Long Duck Dong Award for any character whose omission might make the film better. And I'm so sorry if any of you young uh, cast members are listening today. Not that you did a bad job. It's not your fault. But yeah. I would eliminate every. Everyone else, and just craft a new story on this like different Stephanie character with Emmett and other things happening. And let's let's start from scratch. Is my point. Uh, is there anyone you would pick for the Long Duck Dong Award? Though
0: I mean, you you already mentioned it that um, Danny Trejo as a janitor with no lines. I don't I don't understand the purpose of, and I think is certainly a regressive. It plays into a regressive stereotype for sure. So don't need that. I
1: agree. Extra credit assignment. This was,
0: oh man, the,
1: the question you thankfully brought to high school slumber party AP, and I love. So, if you could recommend a classic teen film to a character in this movie, who <laughs> would you recommend it to? What would that film be? What's your answer?
0: I I don't know if it's going to count as classic, but um, to to me it is because I saw it first in high school. So I again I have trouble with Kayla's character. Mm and kind of where she is and what she's about because she seems to sort of flip-flop a little bit in terms of her her goals and her agenda. And so I would like her to watch Girl Fight. Ooh. Um, this Michelle Rodriguez, early, early um, movie that she did because mm-hmm. I love that movie. And... It doesn't do some of the things that this movie does, right? It doesn't have a, a makeover where they she's wearing a dress and suddenly she's pretty. Or <laughs> it subverts some of those things and that character is flawed but is herself and, and also grows. And so I would just like Kayla to see that and maybe gain something from it.
1: That's a good one. That's a good one. So my pick was a movie we both mentioned here today. She's All That. I want oh, yeah. all of them to watch it because I want okay. all of them to realize that when you make a pact, you hurt someone's feelings. So in a film, <laughs> also just a little preview to see what that and it might be this year, it might be twenty twenty two, but what that gender swap film is going to look like? Are we going to like it? Are we going to hate it? I don't know, but they need to do their homework ahead of time. So when that comes yes. out, you know they'll know they'll know what they're talking about. That's my point.
0: <laughs> that sounds like a a great option.
1: All right. I'm very, very curious on this one. Our report card grades, just for context, Rotten Tomatoes, 30% by the critics, 17% by the audience, which is amazing that the crit- there's more critics that said, I like this movie than audience members. Uh, yeah. 1.8 on Letterboxd. <laughs> so we said last time, anything that's in the threes is like, most movies are in the threes. So high threes is great. Yeah. Low threes is like not so great. This isn't even in the twos. This is a 1.8 by the nerds on Letterboxd.
0: I'm surprised that it's even on Letterboxd.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, everything's on Letterboxd, but... Oh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, surprisingly, there's enough people to have, like, some kind of aggregate here. <laughs> yeah. But, of course, on High School Slumber Party, especially High School Slumber Party AP, we grade on that old A-plus to F scale. So, I'm handing you the report card first, Iceland. that old manila card stock... A plus mm-hmm. to F. What are you grading American Pie Girls rules?
0: I mean, unfortunately, this is one of those where you open that manila envelope and there's just a piece of paper in there that says, see me. <laughs> I love it. Meaning, we're not going to do this just, you're not going to give you, it's it's so bad, I can't just <laughs> give you a letter grade. You have to come have a conference with me as the instructor. So yeah, I think it's going to end up a zero and they're going to get uh, the option to for a do-over. But, because this did not fulfill the assignment. That's
1: the l- lowest grade possible. I've never given something an F on High school Loma Party. I'm reluctant to do. It yeah. Because I feel, again, I feel bad for the, the the actors and people who are involved here. Because, again, I was in their position, I would do this movie too. So, totally. I'm going to give it, <laughs> if a D-minus exists, I'm giving it a D-minus. So, D-minus. <laughs> <a> D-. <laughs> oh,
0: goodness. So sad. Uh,
1: <laughs> curious about this one. Movie themed sleeping bag, if you will. Uh, you and I are at mm. this AP slumber party. We're hanging out. We're watching this movie, but we have our themed sleeping bags. We have our American Pie Girls Rules themed sleeping bag. Island, what does is your themed sleeping bag look like?
0: I mean, part of me says I'm I'm just done with the euphemism of it all, and I want a sleeping bag that is somehow like an illustrative vagina.
1: Ooh.
0: So like you, I've seen, um, like, <laughs> I don't know, like Etsy and other places. Like there are places that make like artistic vulvas, if you will, that can be, you know, decorative or, or pillows or, I don't know. Like, I feel like I, I have a ring that is a, a vagina. That's a vulva that I wear every day. Um, just to be clear. <laughs> and so I think I want to, I want to move away from the euphemism of the pie and, toward more vagina positivity, which should be everywhere. So that's, I don't know. That's my high horse uh, vaginal sleeping bag. And it wouldn't be too difficult, honestly, right? This could be fun.
1: When you say vaginal sleeping bag, do you mean just... (laughs) (laughs) Is it just depicted on the outside, or are we talking anatomically? Like, does it work that Um, way? (laughs) We get creative here in High School Slumber Party. Like, how... You know, are, on a scale of that, is it Georgia O'Keefe, or are we talking like an anatomy textbook?
0: Um, that's a great question. I would say somewhere in between. So let me, <laughs> it, I'm going to drop into the um, outline here. I'm just Ooh. dropping my Google search at the very end of the. Um,
1: All right. I'll take a look.
0: And those are pillows.
1: It's oh, got a load for me. Oh, sorry. Okay. Okay. Okay.
0: So, I mean, yes, there's an anatomical component, but also, like, okay, so, like, <laughs> <laughs> so it would be a mix of, like, pink and purple and red kind of sleeping bag, and there would, of course, be, like, a pillow kind of on the top that um was sort of pronounced, and then, like, but it but it would open long ways, if you will, Ooh. for, like versus a typical sleeping bag. I mean, they all open eventually that way, but like, you know, so with with it open, the inside of the sleeping bag would look like a decorative vagina.
1: Oh, I like that. That that is some good creativity (laughs) here.
0: Love it. so weird. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm so weird. No. People are so uncomfortable with female genitalia. Not only uncomfortable, but then also there's like shame and, you know, modesty and all these things like the vagina's gotten caught up in, if you will, that it sh- shouldn't because it's an amazing body part and, and does fantastic things over and over again <laughs> and recovers from things and does things again. And, ah, uh, it's just... So I think we should all give the vagina some more respect and, like, esteem. You know, we call, we call so many things phallic in the world, but I think we should look around in the world for things that are vaginal instead.
1: Is there... An opposite to phallic vulvic? Is that does that exist?
0: I mean, yeah, I think I think people would just say yeah, probably they would just say vaginal, but they should say vulvic.
1: Ooh, interesting. Maybe we coined a new term here.
0: We coined uh, a new term. Pro vulvic here on high school slumber party AP.
1: Well, you have to understand my wife is a nurse practitioner. Yes, you woman are
0: in a a pro vulva <sighs> household.
1: Yes, lot of, lot of fallopian tube stickers on things in my home. Yay. So so, so it's not something that that is is shied away from topics here. Love it. Though my sleeping bag is very, <laughs> not as elaborate as yours. I was just going to go with like a classic varsity uh, East Falls High. Oh, thing. nice. That, that, that is the high school from all the American Pie films. I believe, I know the originals and certainly this one. It brought me back to a weird moment in the film, though. <sighs> Catcalling is not good no matter what gender it is. No. Uh, when Stephanie Stifler like hits the dude with with the
0: oh causes him a traumatic brain injury.
1: Yes, it is like oh nice dick and stuff like that. That was like, did you literally just take the scene from the dudes and just change it the was wording?
0: Just so sad again because they're they were doing good work. Otherwise, it's just what they had to say. I also <laughs> for the high school, I just. It's very clearly not Michigan. Yes. <laughs> like you would not have that many outdoor corridors and things, I don't think, in a Michigan high school because it's going to be very cold most of the time.
1: We had a... So I ran cross-country in high school, and one of the schools we ran at early on had these outdoor corridors. And we, even in high school, were like, this is so impractical. Like, the actually, the cross-country course... Ran through the school through these oh, outdoor corridors, wow. quarter, and they had lockers that were like outside. I'm like, we live in New Jersey. Oh, like,
0: so <laughs> uncomfortable.
1: You know, news update. By the time I graduated, they had done a complete renovation of that high school and enclosed it because it was clearly a bad idea. <laughs> so, so who knows? But yeah, so I, some
0: people learn from their mistakes. Is what you're saying?
1: <laughs> oh man. Yes, the next question is always my favorite question every week. Rent two movies, get one free. And we are, you know, it could be streaming, but we're rented. We're old-fashioned here. You and I, Isla, we are in that magical, magical blockbuster that has every movie that has ever existed. And since we mm-hmm. are official co-hosts here on High School Party AP, we'll both pick two films that we would make part of our trifecta and have that true AP, what is it, one, two, three, four, well, I'm so AP I'm hand-counting this. <laughs> <laughs> That five film sleepover. One of us will pass out before we watch all of them. So, I Oh, said, absolutely. You, you first. American Pie Girls Rule is okay. on the menu. But what two other films should we watch with this film?
0: Okay. So I, I think to understand the origin of some of this, it would be American Pie, the original.
1: Great, classic.
0: And then to see a more progressive... And I would say more female-friendly, contemporary, but also similar story that is more focused on women would be Blockers.
1: Blockers. Great choice. Blockers. A film I loved. So that sounds like a fun night, you know? Like, (laughs) So I like that.
0: Where did we come from and where should we have gone instead? Again, and not that Blockers is perfect, but it was certainly a breath of fresh air compared to this.
1: It's certainly not a... D minus C, the teacher kind no. of film. No, it no. was a lot better than that.
0: Okay, oh. what, are, what are you adding to The Slumber Party?
1: So I, I went with the gender swap thing because it is, again, a question I have, like what's cool, what's not cool with it. So along with American Pie Girls rules, I had another teen film that they might have gone too long with sequels and decided to gender swap it just like this. Mm-hmm. And it's not great. But it has Hilary Swank and is the the next Karate Kid. Oh, so okay. that's the fourth in the Karate Kid franchise. Yeah, instead of Ralph Macchio, it's Mr. Miyagi training a young Hilary Swank to be a karate fighter. You would think it would be good, but it's not.
0: <laughs> but <laughs>
1: it's topical. And the other one I have was a recent gender swap thing that I think people liked, I enjoyed, and that's Ocean's 8. Not high school, but it was something oh, where yeah. they flipped it and they had a unique story. So... Oceans 8, The Next Karate Kid paired with American Pie Girl's Rules. It's weird, I know, but But I no, I think those
0: do. those two are both great examples of again finding some some strengths that this movie did not was not able to find.
1: I, I picked them because they're both like far down the line sequels of original films. Absolutely, yes, they're built.
0: on trend yeah. that way as well. Oh, the layers.
1: Oh, the layers. Alright, so every time we we record a podcast like this, Iceland, I give you a movie that we covered already on High of Slumber Party that would be applicable for this run. Something I need you to catch up on homework-wise sure. so you can have the whole oeuvre of what we're doing here. That The film today that I'm assigning you as extra, extra AP Homework is a film that I really enjoyed for those representation angles. It was one of the big chess things of this year. Um... Queen's Gambit was, like, a huge chess moment in yes. in things. But before that, a couple months before that, a film called Critical Thinking came out. Uh, John Leguizamo, who I love, who I've met here uh, doing his play in New York, Latin History for Morons. He's been a role model of mine growing up, Just not just his acting, just, like, his Latin advocacy for, in films, for just representation of Latin actors in Absolutely. films. Absolutely. Um, he is his directorial debut, and he directed a true story of a inner city Miami chess team that won the national championship. Oh, cool. So, and it was another movie that I really feel got lost in the shuffle during COVID. So your homework, Iceland, is to watch this film called Critical Thinking.
0: Oh, I look forward to that. Thank you for that recommendation. I'm down.
1: So, Island, why don't you let the slumberers know what they'll be watching next time for High School Slumber Party AP.
0: All right, friends. So, for our next episode, your homework is to watch Work It, which can be found on Netflix.
1: Another Netflix, two Netflix in a row here. Hopefully, it'll be a little bit better than American Pie Girls Rules. So, uh, this episode comes out on June 7th. Anything for contenders you want to plug or, or talk about, or
0: absolutely. If you want to uh, hear my brother and myself talk about movies made by and starring women who refuse to play by the rules, um, check out the contenders. You can find on CageClub.me as well. We did um, a bonus episode in earlier in the spring for the Oscars, um, so there's some recent and contemporary content there, and. Yeah, check it out. We've got some fun guests coming up.
1: Ooh, ooh, I love it. I love it. Can't wait. (laughs) Well, once again, Aislinn, I know the movie was a little bit uneven and not the most, (laughs) not not the best film, certainly not on the level of never, rarely, sometimes, always. But, uh, you know, it was fun speaking with you about it, that's for sure. So thank you so much and can't wait for uh, our next episode of High School Slumber Party AP. Here. i feel like that was a bit of a wild card with american pie girls rules for high school slumber party ap but i love it switching it up this was Iceland's pick and this was such a fun episode despite what we felt about the movie big thank you to Iceland as always remember high school slumber party ap will be the first monday every month can't wait for next month but of course high school slumber party high school slumber party proper is bi-weekly so we have an episode this friday and after a brief break this man is back because we had to do it we had to go to prom mike manzi and i go to prom every year and we're going to be talking about prom night not the original prom night not prom nights two or three or four which we've covered already nope Your dress?
0: It's a champagne color. Then it's a little sexy. <laughs> you look beautiful. Oh, we're
1: turning in. We're turning in our Can I get three keys to suite three twelve?
0: Oh my god, you got it. This is it. This is all ending. It's time of our lives. Sure, gonna miss you guys. Cheers. 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 Okay, everyone, Bridgeport High's prom king and prom queen are.
1: Lisa! Lisa! Oh my god! (laughs) Three years ago. He got a test with a young female student. He went psycho.
0: He's been in a maximum security prison up until three days ago. Claire? He's somewhere in this hotel. Is anybody here? Hello?
1: Donna. Oh, I've missed you. What's going on? He's locked all the exits.
0: Oh, oh. I can't find Lisa.
1: Please don't do this. Please. Ah! 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 Look, I got officers down. I need backup now. Crazy.
0: Ah! Oh,
1: my... oh. <laughs> ah! He's not gonna stop until he gets her. Ah! Ah! Yeah! That's right, we're talking the fifth in the Prom Night series. It's not Prom Night 5, it's the remake from 2008 of Prom Night. But it's completely different, so it might as well be Prom Night 5. Point is, that's your homework. Watch 2008's Prom Night. Mike Manza will be here, and I promise you, Mike, we'll give you a nice long break after this one. But tradition dictates we're going to prom, and we're talking 2008's prom. And one more thing before I let you guys go. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop to look around once in a while, you could miss it. Later, dudes.